and welcome back to Night Owl Nerds. Tonight, we're running a special one-shot titled Where's Waldonius? We're joined by John, Heather, Joseph, and newcomer Madison. Tonight's game is fairly straightforward. You are all students at a prestigious wizarding academy. Your friend, mentor, no, not mentor, friend, schoolmate, rival, whatever you want to call him, Waldonius, has gone missing somewhere within the caverns underneath the school. And you four have taken it upon yourselves to find him. First things first, I need you all to pick a number between one and four. Three. One. <laughs> I mean, four is my lucky number, so. Two. Uh, Heather and John, what were your choices? Four. One. Oh, look, I got a character sheet. All right. The four of you have each been assigned a character sheet, essentially randomized by you choosing a number. Take a few minutes, study these character sheets, read over them a little bit if you want. All personality traits, all personality traits have been randomly rolled. You may choose to use them if you want for any roleplay situations. If not, I don't care. The point of this is to try to survive. You are hey. all human. You are all wizards. And to save time, I am ignoring the rule that allows that that calls for specific spells to be activated. In a certain, you know, you only have a certain number of spells that you can activate each day. Fuck it. Everything on your list is available to you. According to my bonds, I have I have parents. <laughs> oh my God. Wow, this is like your dream character. <laughs> Letter gotta, hasn't arrived yet. Ah, uh, I was gonna say I gotta remember how to play that. Actually, it doesn't say. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. It doesn't say parents. It says yeah, family, it says and you family. have no idea where they are. So there's no guarantee there's they are alive, and there's no guarantee at which family members these are. It might as well be your sisters. Fair enough. That's I'd... okay. I have a child who doesn't know me, so. <laughs> you're all students at an academy. The assumption here is that you're like 14 or 15 years old. Why the and fuck do sponsor... you have a kid? Why am I sponsoring no. an orphanage? <laughs> yeah, and why is Joseph sponsoring an orphanage? By the way, I want you all to use your randomly assigned character names as well, just because I think it'd be hilarious to hear you pronounce them. <laughs> I'm going to shorten mine. Goji, Goji Jeruv? Although there's a number in my number after it. Uh, the numbers are strictly for assignment reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Goji Jeruv the third. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if I can find a pronunciation so I don't mess this up. Oh, I'm going to mess this up. There's no such thing as pronunciations. Which number well, are you? I, Two? I'm the first. Two. So. All right, Madison, you are a Treo. Dedrur. All right. So. John, you're Pukes. Briho. Yeah, I'm Pukes. <laughs> Puse. Puge. You could I like say Pukes. Puget. Okay, Pukes. <laughs> Goji Jeruv. And Estiocrod Grelo. That's you, Heather. Estiocrod. Yeah. 
I'm not going to remember any of these. So we have Estio, Estio, Atreyu, Jojo, and Pukes. I think Oops. this works. All right. Sure. Sounds great. Give you guys a couple more minutes to kind of review these things, get an idea of what your spells are. Uh, if your spell slots say that you have zero, you should readjust those to full, as you have all had long rests and all that bullshit. Yeah, it's all saying zero. So. Hang on a second. Had to reload since I couldn't pop out the um thing or close it. Oh, good job. And in honor of our Where's Waldo parody, I have changed my lighting to red. <laughs> Not that the listeners can see that. Is it important for contextual reasons, though? It's important to me. He's just happy he can change his lights at his desk. So much fun. <laughs> Alright, has everybody had a moment to glance at their abilities and such? Yep. 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 Alright. As this is a specialized one-shot, I would like you all to roll initiative so that we can establish a turn order. Oh, that's not bad. Do we type in the number we got? Yeah. If you can, I might have to reset it. You have yeah, to reset it. Yeah, okay. I'll recreate the turn order then. Get back, get back, get back to where you once belonged. See, you just had to go and say JoJo earlier. Now that song's stuck in my head. Sorry. It sucks to suck. <laughs> this would be a lot easier if the, if the DM had his dice out. You know what? I actually can't do the red lighting because I can't read my dice under it. What? Eh. Such is the curse. All right. Nestia Crowd, please input your initiative. I did. It's just not going. Oh, there it goes. All right. So, in order, it will be Pukes, Estucrod, Goji, and Estrayu. You find yourselves in, an ex in a very poorly lit, murky stone basement. You can faintly hear the dripping of water running down the walls and from the ceiling. Something about this area is extremely limiting your vision, and you can barely see 10 feet past yourself. Silence surrounds you, and you know that somewhere in this basement is your friend, Waldonius. You may move freely. The turn order is just to... It's more of a pre-establishment for things to come. I could go ahead and uh, cast a light. Okay. 
What would you like to cast it on? Um, I believe the I have a. Let me check my weapons here. Guess I'll uh, cast it on a dagger and hold it out. Okay. And what is the range of light that it allows? It allows me 20 foot radius and dim light uh, for an additional uh, 20. Okay. Skoji raises his or her. Skoji, male or female? Yes. As Goji raises their dagger, waves their hand over it, muttering an incantation, the dagger alights like a lantern, affording you all a small amount of additional light. Um, I'm going to cast Dancing Lights on top of that. Where would you like to center them? Well, let's see. It's four. Do they have to all be near each other? Or can they be... They can be in any direction you'd like them to be. It's just easier if you kind of let them. From my standpoint, it's easier if you just say that you're going to have them hover around you. Okay, and then, then I'll just, just have them hover around me then. Because that's kind of like them. Extra light to your token. Yeah, they'll just hover around us. All right, would you mind reading the spell description so I know how much light they afford you? Um, you create up to four torch sites size lights within range, making them appear as torches, lanterns, or glowing orbs that hover in the air for the duration. You can also combine the four lights into one glowing, vaguely humanoid form of medium size. Whichever form you choose, each light sheds dim light in a 10-foot radius. Dim light, 10-foot radius. So and, uh, yeah. Given that, I will give you... 20 foot radius dim, assuming that you have one on each side of you. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. Alright. Alright. I'm going to take a look around. I'm going to go over to this green thing right here. Kind of. Estiacrod, as you step forward you find yourself in front of a dimly glowing green magical circle on the floor in front of you it is emanating a very faint yet specific magic am i able to tell what kind of magic in your studies you would know this to be a teleportation circle and it is currently active. Goji, uh, you find yourself standing in front of a similar circle. However, this one is colored yellow. Do I have an idea of what it is? Uh, thanks to your studies, you also know that this is a telepor teleportation circle and it is active. Hmm. All right. Are there any uh, pebbles or rocks? At my feet or on the ground? Uh, you look around you and you, you do find a couple of small pebbles. I'm going to pick one up and toss one onto the circle. Okay. There's no effect. Hmm. It lands harmlessly on the ground, rolls about an extra three or four inches, and just kind of sits. The teleportation circle itself appears to be floating about two or three inches off the ground. 
your ah. rock passed straight through it with no effect. Alright. Um, I'm going to go to the next circle to see if it is the same kind of magic. So, so as you continue to the southern portion of this room in which you stand, you find another circle, this one colored red, and it is giving off the same magical essence. Okay. So I'm going to go back to where I was, and I'm going to, I don't know, start walking this way, I guess. You can see as you walk to the east, you find yourself standing in front of a blue teleportation circle. All right. Out of curiosity, would we know what our friend's favorite color is? You would know very well that Waldonius liked to wear bright red robes contrasted against his unnaturally white hair. I vote we try the red one first. He did like the red. It might uh, decide which way he would travel. Yeah, why not? All right. Who would like to step into the red circle first? Well, since you think it's red, why don't you go first? Okay. Um, before I do, I have a, uh, a transmuted, uh, transmutation stone with me. I'd like yep. to gain a benefit from it. The constitution saving throw. Proficiency in that. Okay. You know, so, proficiency in con saves. I'm going to go ahead and select that just so I don't forget. Yep. And I'm going to uh, step through. All right. Please move yourself onto the circle. Being stubborn. There we go. It's not letting me move. All right. As Goji steps forward and steps directly, as, as soon as they break the circle, they vanish in front of your eyes. I will go next. And Estiacrod also vanishes. Oh, God. Where did I go on my map here? I lost myself. Fuck it. Oh, oh there, there it is. Huxi steps forward and also vanishes. And Atreo steps forward and also vanishes. You each find yourselves in a small room, practically identical to the one you were initially standing in, but each of you find yourselves alone. We are now going to follow initiative order for your turns. First up is Pukesy. You find yourself in an incredibly small room. And as you look around, you notice that all of the walls in this area are made of bone. Nice. Uh, what type of bone? Like animal, human? They appear to be humanoid. Various races. Is the... <laughs> Is there one that's, like, rather long that I can find? There are many rather long bones 
that you can find wedged into these walls, but as you reach forward and try to remove them, they seem fixed, as if they've been cemented in place. I know how to change that. Fireball, no. <laughs> I mean, you could. You are currently standing, you're currently standing in a 5 by 15 room. You are in a tiny, closet-like room, and in front of you is a glowing green <sighs> teleportation circle. Do these walls seem magical? You are not getting any magical aura off of the walls. Hold on to it for now. I'll step through the other teleportation circle. All right. You vanish and find yourself suddenly standing by your friend, Goji. Hey, there S you are. Estiacrod, you are up. I'm going to cast Dancing Lights again around me so I can kind of see. All right. The lighting uh, is already assigned to you, so I will assume uh, that you are going to be recasting this as available. Yeah. Um, And then I'm going to go to the... I'm going to take a look around the room. Obviously, I can see this, right? Yes. Uh, hold on. Um, Pukesy, you actually ended up in the wrong room. Give me two seconds. <laughs> there you go. You do not see Goji. Oh. <laughs> All right. Good, card. that guy. You may continue. You stand in front of a blue teleportation circle. I am going to go through it. All right. So you vanish and appear next to in another small room. Goji, you are up. If you guys couldn't tell by now, your turn ends when you step through a circle. I'm going to look around the room. I'm guessing they also have bones on the wall. Yes, as you look around, you find various humanoid bones interwoven together to make solid bone walls. I'm going to look around, point to, one, uh, point to a, a, an arm bone. <laughs> I find this humorous. All right. Force boot from the Discord server. <laughs> you and your damn puns. I love them. Oh. Uh, you uh, notice across the room is a green teleportation circle. Okay. Uh. I believe, do I, I'm trying to check my uh, gear here. Do I have any chalk or charcoal? I have a ink pen, I guess. I'm going to put a circle next to where I appeared. Okay. On the ground and uh, just walk, go, I'm not going to go to the I'm going to put an X mark on the on the, next to the one I'm about to go through. Okay. And then I put a, I'm going to put my name on it. Or oh, sorry, I'm going to put an arrow towards it with my name on it. Okay. Sorry. Uh, and 
before I do that, I'm going to make certain that these spells that might help. Uh, message doesn't require line of sight, correct? Uh, no, it does not nope. require line of sight, but it does require knowing where your target is. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and go through it then. All right, you step through the green circlet, the green teleportation circle, vanish into an incredibly small room with another red teleportation circle next to you. Estrayo, it is now your turn. Uh, so what do I see around me? Right now you are in a tight corridor. Again, nothing but walls made of bones around you and a small opening in front of you. Alright, so I'm gonna walk forward a bit. As you continue to walk forward, you can smell the faintest scent of decay and rot, but you cannot tell if this is humanoid decay or just the mold and age of a deep, dark dungeon. As you All continue right. to step forward, you begin to see the faintest outline of a yellow circle. Can I see anything else around it? Uh, around the circle? There yeah. doesn't appear to be anything aside from broken stone on the floor and the carcasses, the, the skeletal remains of people on the walls. Alright, so I'll go through the teleportation thing. Okay. As you step through, you vanish into a new room. It is now the top of the turn order. You all get to give me a minute. All right. Top of the turn order is Pukesy. Alrighty. You see before you the dimly glowing outline of a red transportation circle. I guess I'll just go to the next teleportation circle, the other blue one. Go into that one. You step into the green circle oh, yeah. the green one yep okay and as you arrive into your next room you see the faintest outline of a humanoid in the shadows ahead of you hello hello who, who who's you? there I can't see a damn thing in here it's me Pukesy who are you I'm Joffrey who the hell is Pukesy? From the school upstairs. There's no school upstairs. I just came from the market. So how did you get down here? I don't know. I went and took a nap on top of a sack of potatoes. There's no business today. And I woke up here. Interesting. Can I roll insight on that? Yeah, go right ahead. Tells me that's going to be great. Uh, three. Do you believe him? That's weird. Uh, any idea how to get out? I don't even know how I got in. How am I supposed to tell you how to get out if I don't know how I got in? What the hell is wrong with you? 
asking questions. No need to be a dick. I'm allowed to be a dick. I woke up in a cave. I mean, I'm here too, so... Obviously, both of our days aren't going the way we planned. Obviously. But, yeah, so there's a school above us that I go to that's a wizarding school. He kind of looks at you with a quizzical look on his face. Uh, are you on drugs? Not yet. Do you have any? <laughs> Clearly, you're coming down from something you've recently taken. Wizards are the stuff of stories. I'm going to throw a fireball just, like, past his head. Uh, really? <laughs> you, are in a, you are literally in a 5 by 15 room. <laughs> Okay. Oh. Over his head. You are literally in a 5 by 15 room. It has a 20 foot radius. You want to put yourself in that situation right now? Fire bolt. Fire bolt. Thank you for the clarification. I heard fire ball and got very scared. I mean, I am an evocation wizard, so technically I can protect myself if I want to. You could if you wanted to. So you wanted to cast fire bolt and have it fly right past his head? Right. Go ahead and roll it for an attack. Uh, dirty 20. Perfect. You release the magical ball of fire from your hand. It whizzes past his head, just barely missing his ear. And you see little bits of his curly brown hair just kind of singe off. His eyes go wide. And in a panic, he runs away from you towards the yellow teleportation circle. And vanishes. Interesting, man. I will follow him. Okay. You step into the yellow circle. And vanish. Estio Crod, you are up. I'm going to go by Estio. Estio Crod, you're up. Hey. <laughs> Um, I am going to take a look around the room at the walls and see if there's like anything that gives me a clue to like any directions. You can go ahead and roll investigation if okay. you're really looking for clues like that. Mm. What? Nine. A nine, you can't seem to find anything that gives you any truly discernible clues as to where you are or where you're going. All right, so I'm going to make my way to the next transportation then and just go through it. All right, you step through the teleportation circle and you find yourself in a teeny tiny room. Directly in front of you is a carriage filled to the brim with apples and a broken wheel blocking your path across this room. That seems oddly convenient. <laughs> um, can I investigate the carriage? Figure sure. out if it's actually there or if it's like an illusion. Oh, sure. No, you step right up to the carriage and as you're walking up to it, your foot hits an apple 
and you're digging around. This is this is real. There's a fucking carriage filled with apples, half broken in the middle of this teeny closet-sized room. I think. Is there any magic coming off of it? There, you don't feel any magical aura. This is literally just a random broken carriage in the middle of the room blocking your path. Okay. No, I just, I didn't know if, like, the apples would be, like, have some kind of magic or poison or something on them or whatever. Not that you can tell. All right. Um. I am. I'm going to throw a firebolt at it to try to get it out of my way. Oh, sure. Roll to attack. <laughs> I got an 11. That's good enough to hit a carriage. <laughs> Your small ball of fire flings forward and perfectly bakes about six apples as about 10 more fall off the pile and roll to the ground. I am going to take some of the baked apples and put them in my pocket for later. Hey, you have searing hot <laughs> baked apples now in your pocket, and your legs are worse for the wear. <laughs> and I'm going to continue to walk forward. Are you going to climb over the carriage? It didn't destroy it. That's a firebolt, honey. You basically threw a firecracker at a carriage. That That's literally like taking a Roman candle and pointing it at the side of a car and hoping it blows up the car. <laughs> I imagine it would weaken the carriage at least, right? Roman like candle it... versus car. <laughs> All right. Best. Okay, I guess I'll go back to the green teleportation then. Go back. Okay. So you turn. So rather than climbing over the carriage, you turn around and return <laughs> to the green circlet. I guess so. there ending your turn goji it is now your turn okay i'm gonna step over to the my right but not send to the right i'm gonna write down on those on the surf on the floor again an arrow point to the red with my name and uh i'll step through all right. As you step through, you find yourself in a semicircular room. And there appears to be something moving in front of you. As you look down at the ground, a strange black liquid begins to rise from the cracks in the earth and then coalesces into a shadowy humanoid form. And the creature's lunge at you. You are first in initiative in this case. Hey. Uh. Let's see. Um. Do I know what they are? These appear to just be the shadows of humans. Okay. I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to use let's see here, Dragon's Breath on myself. Okay. And 
I'm going to try to hit them both with my blast. And that's what, a 15-foot cone? Yep. All right, do I need to make a save of any kind? Yeah, uh, deck save. Okay. And the save is 15. Wow, they both rolled 11s. They both fail. And I believe that's a uh, 3d6. And what is the damage type? Um, can I choose radiant? No, wait, no, 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 no. Uh, fire. Can't okay. go wrong with fire. And that would be six. Do I do I roll once for both or once for each of them? No, it's it's once for all. Okay. Yep, six. All right. So as you finish the incantation on yourself, you feel your chest rise with a draconic power and you exhale a stream of fire. The fire rushes forward, wrapping around the shadowy figures. And you feel as if you haven't done as much damage as you might have hoped. Oh. That was a bonus action. And... Like to go ahead and cast chromatic orb as well at the first at the one closest to me. Okay. And what effect will that have? Um, I'm gonna go with thunder this time. What effect will it have? Effect. Describe the spell. Oh. Um, it's going to be, uh, looks like, uh, it's a four inch diameter sphere. Yeah, it's a four inch sphere. I'm going to give it a purplish color. And, uh, it's going to probably, uh, look like it has little dancing figurines inside of it as I toss it. It's kind of like a snow globe. Okay. I am reading the spell now because... I meant oh, that's what you meant. You I apologize. Oh, if um, it's essentially a four-inch diameter sphere of energy at a creature, I throw it. I hurl it. Uh, if the attack hits, the creature takes three d8 damage of the type I chose. Uh, so. Okay. So you're attacking and, the one closest to you. Yep. Roll at disadvantage. Oh, because it's within five uh, feet. Because you're using a ranged spell attack within melee. Okay. Fair enough. And that's going to be 11. 11 does not hit. As you throw the orb forward, it crashes against the wall behind you, missing entirely. Okay. All right. And I believe that's... Can I get a movement in? Uh, you could try. I'm going to make a dash for the uh, circle. Okay. Um, if you dash for the circle and teleport, you will suffer two attacks of opportunity. Okay, then I'll hold out. <laughs> you going to stand where you stand? Uh, I'll move closer. I'll move it. There All we right, go. So you step between both shadows. That's it. Yep. All right. So we move forward. Astreo, 
It is your turn. Alright, so I'm going to uh, move forward. Alright, so as you move forward, you find yourself standing in front of a red teleportation circle. Alright. Um, do I see anything different about it other than the color from the last room I was in? Uh, no, these teleportation circles, aside from their color, their design doesn't appear to change very much. It's not giving you any indication as to where it may may or may not take you. Alright. So I guess I'll go into it. Okay. So, okay, so as you step forward, find yourself in a new room, slightly larger, when in front of you, a black ichor begins to rise from the earth. And as it coalesces, it begins to take the shape of two humans in ragged clothing, wielding swords. So I'm guessing not friendly. <laughs> the, the one in front of the one closest to you meets your gaze and sneers a sly grin and an evil look. It is still your turn. All right. I'm going to I'm going to use um ice knife on them. Okay. Which one are you going to target? Uh which one is closer to me? The one that appears to be the leader is standing in front of you, whereas the one behind him appears to be a bit meeker. Uh not as well fed, if you will. I'll attack the one closest to me. Okay, go ahead and roll to attack. Alright, so... Gotta find my die! Um, I got a... 19. A 19 is a hit. Go ahead and roll damage. And I believe I need to make dex saving throws for the cold damage. It's a it says one d ten, I think. All right. Uh, I got ten. So ten on the piercing damage. Yeah. All right, and go ahead and roll your cold damage. Uh, I got one. Okay. Uh, both bandits failed their dexterity saving throw, so they will both be taking the cold damage as you throw this small icicle forward. It lands square in the chest of the leader and then explodes, sending small ice shards outwards, hitting the guy behind him. The guy behind him looks like he really can't take a hit, but the leader in front of you... He, he just kind of brushes this off like it's any other day. And All right. Is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn? Um, no. All right. Bring us back to the top of the turn order. Pukesy, you're up. All righty. I'll start moving forward. 
I want to look around and see if I can't find the dude that I was following while I'm walking. You can't seem to find any trace of him. He appears to have completely vanished. There are no... There's no discernible footprints, any sound, smells, anything. You can't... It's as if he was never there. Interesting. Alright, so I'll walk forward and find the next teleportation circle and... Jump in. Jump in to the blue circle. Find yourself in a new room. Standing in front of you, a black ichor rises from the ground and coalesces into the form of a giant rat. Interesting. In that case, I'm going to firebolt it. Go ahead and roll to attack. Uh, 21 to hit. 21 is definitely a hit. 2d10 fire. Uh, 11 points of fire damage. As you send your firebolt forward, the black ichor giant rat disintegrates into a strange sticky goo. And your path is now clear. Okay. Keep moving forward. And then once I see the next teleportation circle, I will step into it. All right, bringing us to the next turn. Estio, you are up. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. And I'm going to head to the transportation circle that I came through to get me into this room to see if I can get back to that main room I started in. So you are going to step forward into the yellow transportation circle? Yes. Okay. As you step forward, you find yourself in an entirely new room. And before you... Black Icar rises from the ground and coalesces into the form of a giant spider. Okay. Um. Let's see what I use. I am going to cast a, a fireball. You're going to cast Fireball? Yeah. Where are you going to center it? Actually, no. Never mind, I'm not going to do Fireball. Uh, I'm going to do Flame Arrow instead. Okay. I believe that requires an attack roll. Uh... Re read the spell. You touch a quiver containing arrows or bolts. When a target is hit by a ranged weapon attack using a piece of ammunition drawn from the quiver, the target takes an extra 1d6 fire damage. The spell's magic ends on a piece of ammunition when it hits or misses, and the spell ends when 12 pieces of ammunition have been drawn from the quiver. So you, as you're looking through your pack, trying to find desperately something to use, for some reason in your pack, you see the top edge of a bow. You pull it out, and you find yourself holding a bow 
with a small arrow attached to it. Go ahead and roll to attack with the bow and arrow. I got a 12. You rolled a 12. And I believe a bow utilizes dex, which is a plus zero. Does a bow have any other pluses to it? I believe so. Um, it doesn't. No, no. Why do I have? Oops, I didn't mean to do that. Um, if you want to make it a light crossbow, she would be proficient in it. Yeah, I have a light crossbow, and then I have for what for some reason I have quarterstaff written twice. Yeah, one-handed and two-handed. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll say that instead of a, a bow, you reach into your pack and you find yourself a light crossbow. You yeah, fire but it the doesn't... bolt. Uh, with a 12 plus your proficiency bonus of 3, that's a 15 to hit. That is a hit. Okay. And I believe a light crossbow does, what, 1d6? Yeah. I got a 2. Right, Did you so... add in the fire damage? So, yeah, roll one, 1d6 for the arrow, and then the fire damage, which is an additional 1d6 for the fire damage. Oh, so I did that twice then? Yes, roll 2d6. Oh. I got a 1, so that's 3. Alright, so you deal 3 points of damage against the giant spider standing in front of you. Still helps. Alright, is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn? I guess not, no. Okay. Goji, at the beginning of your turn, both shadows are going to lunge forward and attempt to attack you. First one rolled an 18 to hit, the second rolled a 7. Well, the 18 definitely hit. Right. The 7 did not. Alright. So for the 18, you take 5, 7. 7 points of necrotic damage. And please reduce your strength score by four. Okay. That will end the shadow's turn, and it is now your turn. Okay. Well, I am definitely not close combat, so I'm going to cast on myself Blur. Okay. Which essentially, let me go ahead and bring it up here. Uh, blur. Your body becomes blurred, shifting and wavering for all to see. For the duration, any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against you. An attacker is immune to this effect if it doesn't rely on sight, as, as with blind sight, or can see through illusions with true sight. Okay. And then I'm going to run for the uh, portal. All right, so both creatures are going to take an attack of opportunity against you. And you they said disadvantage? Disadvantage, yep. Okay, so... Wow, an 8 to hit. And an 11 to hit. Both miss. Perfect. You managed to make it to the next circle. Jumping through the blue circle. If I can find a goddamn token. Teleporting you away from the evil creatures. 
Estrella. It is now your turn. All right. So. At the top of your turn, the larger humanoid steps forward and attempts to take a swing at you. Am I, I able to get out of the way? It's technically the bandit's turn. Okay. Uh, he rolled a 10 to hit. Is the armor class? Your armor class is what I'm uh, rolling against. Okay, um, 13. So it doesn't okay, hit. Okay, so first attack does not hit. And then he pull after reaching... After attempting to swing at you with his scimitar, he reaches into his side belt, pulls out a dagger, and tries to take a swing with that with a dirty 20 to hit. And if your AC is 13, that hits. Mm-hmm. And he manages to deal seven, six... Goddamn math. Six points of piercing damage as he manages to drive the dagger into your arm. All right. And the smaller bandit behind him is going to step forward, but is not quite ready to take you on yet. It is now your turn. Okay, um... Can I use Thunder Wave against them? Yeah, you could. I believe that requires a save on my part. I think... I think I have to make a save. What does the spell say? Each creature in a 15-foot cube originating from you must... Okay, so you have to make save, yeah. A constitution save. Constitution saving throw? Yeah. Alright. The captain rolled a 7. And the other one is just in range. He rolled... 11. What is your spell save DC? I am looking... At the top of your spells page. Uh, 15. Alright, neither of them made it. Go ahead and roll your damage. Alright. Six. Six points of thunder damage? Yeah. Alright. And as a secondary effect, they are both pushed back 10 feet. Little guy behind the captain is looking really rough. But they have been pushed back. Anything else you would like to do with your turn? No. Alright. Bring us back to the top of the turn order with Pukesy. Alright. I'll start walking forward. And go through this portal. You find yourself in an empty room With nothing but the portal on which you stand There doesn't appear to be another one near you Well this is annoying I'll go back through the other portal So you go back through the original portal from which you entered That brings you to a new room Moving on to Estio At the top of your turn the giant spider giant spider moves forward and attempts to bite you with an 8 to hit yes alright, it is your turn 
I'm going to cast Burning Hands. Go for it. Um, you need to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, shit. How's a 10 do? Nope. Okay. Go ahead and roll your damage. Alright. Uh, that is 14 points of fire damage. Okay. So as you reach your hands forward, they plunge into the black ichor of this giant spider body and you can feel the stickiness like molasses and your hands burst into flame. This spider's not looking very happy right now. Is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn? Um, I am going to use a dagger. I have a dagger I can use. You're going to use it? Because I, I can't, I don't have any spells that um, have a bonus action, so. No. Uh, your character does not have a dagger. That's weird. Why does it show weapons on my... That's your oh, proficiency. Oh, perfect. Oh, never mind. Okay. Your character did not come with a dagger. It came with a quarterstaff. All right. Uh, then I will use my quarterstaff then. Uh, all right. Go ahead and roll a d20, but don't add anything to it. Not planning on it. Nope. That's a two. Yeah. Okay. Two does not hit. So as you reach your burning hands into the black ichor, create an explosion of fiery energy within the giant spider's body pull your hands back attempt to grasp at your quarterstaff to get in a light swing as you try to step away and you end up swinging over the spider's head and that'll end your turn yep all right bringing us to goji hey. having narrowly escaped the shadow i'm going to uh move toward Towards the next uh, circle. Okay. And once in, I'm going to right in front of the circle, put an arrow towards it with my name. Okay. And I'm going to start. All right. As you step through the yellow circle, you're standing in a room and you find yourself in a narrow corridor. And you can just make out the outline of a green transportation circle. However, it is blocked by a peasant trying to guide a mule through this corridor as well. I'm going to ask them if uh, they need a hand. You need a hand with that? Yeah, I could certainly use a hand. Where the fuck am I? That is a good question. I don't even know myself. So uh, I'm going to go up and help uh, uh, approach the mule from the side. From the side? Okay. From, from the side. I'm not going to come up from right straight up behind the mule. Okay, good. You are a, a smart person then. So as you stand up next to them, this 
you're not getting any magical sense off of this. There is no aura. There's nothing. This is a person and his ass standing in this bone corridor looking just as lost as you feel right now. Uh, you know, how long have you been down here? I'm going to also, as I'm talking with him, as I'm trying to, you know, guide the, uh, get, get his ass forward. The ass is not moving. Um, he looks up at you and he's just like, I want to say I've only been here 15 seconds. I was, I was trying to bring my mule to the market because, you know, my family needs money and whatnot. And we, we walked down this alley and everything just kind of got dark. And then when it got, it got really bright when you showed up. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I ended up here. Hey, you know what? I might have something for this. I'm going to... I could have sworn I saw it. I thought I had illusion. Oh, silent image. I'm going to cast a silent image of... of... of, sugar, of someone holding sugar cubes or food on the other side of the portal. Try to lure the, the ass towards the portal. Okay. Um, well, animal handling or persuasion, your choice. Uh, believe it or not, I have animal handling. Okay. And that'll be 18. Okay. The mule is looking around, panicked, frozen in, sp in place. This animal does not want to move. And then suddenly, an image appears in front of it of a kindly old man holding out a handful of sugar cubes. The mule looks up and bolts towards the transportation circle, steps within it, and vanishes. You are now left in this corridor with the owner of the mule looking very confused as to why his ass just ran off. What the hell did you just do? Got your ass in gear. Apparently so. I'm, um... I, I'm... Is he okay? Uh... Sure. I, I'm, I'm just gonna go after him. And the guy just kind of slowly backs away from you. And he's standing right in front of the green teleportation circle. Never breaking eye contact with you and just says... Under his breath, I could have sworn magic was only in books. And he steps into the circle and vanishes. And I'm just going to go, well, to talking talk to myself. Well, of course they're in books. That's how we learn it. <laughs> and going into a public my turn, isn't it? Uh, yes, that would be the end of your turn. Okay. Atreo, back to you. At the top of your turn, the lead bandit is going to turn around to the meek little guy behind him and just scowl. You're fucking useless! He swings his sword backwards and takes off the head of the guy behind him. And then he steps forward 
menacingly, wielding a scimitar in one hand and the dagger in the other. It is now your turn. What you doing, Atreyu? Um, trying to figure out. I know, I threw all of you in a random, crazy-ass dungeon with characters you've never played before. Classes many of you have never played before. Um, going to use... I don't know if this would be a good idea. A uh, flaming spear. Okay. And would you mind reading the spell so that we know what it does? A five foot diameter sphere of fire appears in an unoccupied space of your choice within range and lasts for a duration. Any creature that ends up ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dexterity saving throw. The creature takes 2d6 fire damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Okay, so you're going to cast Flaming Spear. Where are you going to place it? Um, I'm going to place it in the space next to the creature in front of me. Okay. To the right of it. All right. So that will be our Flaming Sphere. Will that be the end of your turn? Yes. Okay. We will come back to that. Back to the top of the turn order. One moment, Pukesy. As you all stand within this dungeon, some of you facing off with strange black ichor-like creatures, some of you just trying to find your way through this place, you all begin to hear a faint music emanating from the bones around you as if the skulls are singing to you. Pukesy, it is now your turn. What song are they singing? Um, Sandstorm. Interesting. And are, are their mouths moving? Uh, no, it's more like a hum. Okay. So they have lips then? No. <laughs> well, then no. how are they humming? No, think like Tibetan monks, that thing they do. Oh, okay. Kind of sounds like that. Gotcha. Going in throat singing. Yeah. I'll just start. I'll just start walking through this room. Okay. Looking to see what I can see. As you step forward, you find yourself face to face with a red teleportation circle. Looks like I'm going in there. All right. And as you do, find yourself in a teeny tiny little corner room. All right. Estio, it is now your turn. And at the top of your turn, God damn it, the giant spider is going to try to take a bite out of you. Uh, I am going to cast shield as a reaction. Probably for the best. That was a 16 to hit. And after casting shield, what is your AC? Uh, Fifteen. 
Wait, my spell AC or? Your AC after casting the spell. Shield adds five to your AC. So whatever your AC is, add five to it. That's my spell, spell save DC? Your AC, not I, I, DC. Oh, 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 DC. sorry. Sorry. That's 15. All right. Well, it rolled a 15 to hit, which is a hit. Oh, okay. Dealing 1d8 piercing. So that's... You take eight points of piercing and nine points of poison damage. And you, it is your turn. Um, I don't know, I guess I'll hit it with my quarterstaff again. All right, one-handed or two-handed? I'll do two. All right. Eight. An eight does not hit. Okay, then that's the end of my turn then. All right. Goji, you are up. Okay. No. Uh, uh, I'm going to, uh, again, uh, put my name, put an arrow down on the ground, my name towards the portal I step through, and I'm just going to go through. And as you step into the green portal, you vanish and reappear in a new room. Treyu, it is now your turn. The bandit captain is currently standing next to your flaming sphere. What does he need to do? A deck save? Uh, yeah. All right. He rolled a 21. I believe that saves but he still yeah. takes half the fire damage for standing next to the sphere. Yeah. Take right. half as much fire damage. Alright, so go ahead and roll your damage. Four. So a total of four? Total is eight. Half is four. Alright. He takes four points of fire damage, and he is going to step forward and attempt to take a swing at you. First with his scimitar for a 15 to hit. Mm -hmm. All right. And then once with his dagger for natural 20, that definitely hits. Dealing six. For a total of 11 piercing damage, he rolled really badly. It is now your turn. All right. I'm going to use use a shadow blade. Okay. I got a 14. 14 to hit? Yes. 14 does not hit. So as you All manifest right. your shadowy blade in your hand and swing it forward, it glances off of his studded leather armor, unable to pierce it. Will that be it for your turn? Um. Yes. Uh, before you end your turn, if you'd like, you could use your bonus action to move that sphere up to 30 feet and ram the creature, having it make that saving throw and take more damage. Where is uh, the second one? What, the second bandit? Yeah. 
And the last round, the bandit captain killed him for being useless. Oh, yeah. Beheaded so, him, actually. So and then can he I, manifested uh, that flaming sphere, which was just below where his body lay. So his body is currently baking behind your flaming sphere. So can I uh, move the sphere and um, hit the captain? Yeah, go right ahead. He has to make the deck saving throw again. Yes. Uh, for a 17. So go ahead and roll your fire damage. He'll be taking half. Mm -hmm. Three. What was the total? Total was six. Okay. So he takes three points of fire damage, and you need to make a deck saving throw as you are ending your turn next to your own flaming sphere. And you are not an evocation wizard. Twelve. And what is your spell save DC? Fifteen. You take six points of fire damage from your own spell. Yay. All right. Bring it to the top of the round with Pukesy. Pukes. Do you like Pukesy or Pukes? Pukes. Pukes is better. You like Pukes. Okay. I'll go through this portal. Ray. Second, where I, where I find where you are going. All right, you step forward. And in this strangely shaped room in which you stand, you find in front of you appears to be a priest. Looking around him desperately, clutching his religious symbol and praying under his breath as he looks around, looks around in a panicked manner. Hey, bud, what, what's going on? With a start, he nearly jumps three inches off the ground as he hears your voice and turns around. And in a language you don't understand, he says something in a very, very rapid manner. You can tell this man is panicking, but does not appear to speak common. Okay. I will... Try an elvish then. Calm down. How do you know this language? It's the language of the elders. No one is supposed to know this. Where the fuck am I? That's that's a good question. I'm not exactly sure where we are either. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of learned it at some point. You know. No, I don't know. Who are you? Where am I? What is going on? Uh, I'm Pukes. Disgusting. I'm... <laughs> I'm Neldor. Hi. Well, I am currently trying to figure out where the fuck I am as well. As, as am I. Um, as long as we're here, do you have a minute to speak of our Lord and Savior Pelor? Ah, uh, yes. Good old Pelor. I, I, I'm i already well acquainted with the man. See, I'm having a little bit of a brain fart, but I'm pretty sure Pelor's female. <laughs> and as a DM, I'm kind of hating myself on this one. 
Give me two seconds to look something up. No, it is a man. Okay. I was confusing him with a different god. You say you're well acquainted. Well acquainted. Oh my lord, I can't speak. Pillar, save me. And after saying that, he drops to his knees and begins fervently praying over his religious symbol. Uh, he, he's a bit busy right now. We should just try and move forward. Stop speaking. I am praying. Pillar will save me. Pillar will get me out of here and just continues praying and ignores you on his knees, shaking. Mm. Well, good luck. I will walk around this priest. And then go? before I step into this portal, I'm just going to look back at him and go, just so you know, Peller's a bitch. I'll hail Loth and jump into the portal. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Step forward into the portal and are transported into a new one. Estio, at the beginning of your turn, the giant spider does not attempt to attack you, but rather begins to vomit the black ichor that makes up its body. It is now your turn. I'm going to attempt to cast poison spray on it. Okay. Does it require a save on my part or an attack roll on yours? Con saving throw. Oh. Well, that's not good. Oh, that's that's very not good. How does a seven do? Uh, nope. Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll, roll your damage. Um, remind me, which one is the D12? The one with a 12 on it. It's the one just below oh, a D20. Shit, Sherlock. <laughs> the one with the uh, penta, the pentagons. Oh, here it is. Okay. Got my shapes. And now remind me, is that one D12 plus my spell attack bonus? What does it say in the spell? It just says the creature must succeed in a con saving throw or take one D12 to poison damage. And that's what it does, is 1d12 poison damage. Alright, then I got a 3. Alright, uh, as you... Hold on. It's what? a cantrip, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah it is. At 6th level, it's 2d12. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're 6th level right now, so it's 2d12, not 1. Oh, okay. And that's 11. Wow. Okay, yeah, as you reach your hand forward, spraying forth a magical poisonous mist, it pierces through the liquid body of this spider and it disintegrates in front of you as if carried off by a wind and it is now gone and finally <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna set it to myself and then i'm gonna walk forward and go into the next portal okay as you step forward you are transported <sighs> to the next area And I apologize, Agoshi, but at this point, I believe it is a good time to take our break. 
And welcome back. As we resume our adventure through this strange, maze-like cavern, we return to our turn order, and Goji, you are up. Okay. Uh, at the risk of being repetitive, I'm going to walk up the portal, uh, point, point narrow to the portal I'm walking in, write my name, and then through. And as you step through, you find yourself back in the room from which you started. You look around and you notice a familiar shape to the walls around you. I'm going to jump ahead to Atreyu. At the beginning of the turn, the bandit captain standing in front of you is going to take a swing at you. If I can find my goddamn character sheet. There it is. First with his scimitar. His scimitar, he has a 25 to hit. And his dagger is an 11. The dagger does not hit. Okay, scimitar deals five points of slashing damage and at the end of his turn he is within five feet of your sphere please roll your fire damage all right eight all right and with that with a flaming sphere betwixt his legs it flares up once more and the black ichor that forms his body disintegrates him your path is now, well, would be clear aside from the flaming sphere sitting in front of you. How long has it been, and like time-wise, till it lasts for a minute? Eighteen seconds. Nice. Um. But if it's a concentration spell, you can dismiss it at any point. Okay, so I'll dismiss it. Okay. Would you care to move forward? Yeah, I'm going to move forward this way. Okay. And as you step forward, you find yourself face-to-face -face with a blue transportation circle. I'm going to go through it. Okay. Find yourself in a very small room. Bring us back to the top of the turn order. With Pukesy. If you will give me a minute. Where the hell did my... Oh, I'm looking at it. All right. Huxi, as you are standing in this corridor, you feel your body become incredibly light. You are now levitating a few inches off of the ground and cannot seem to gain traction on the area around you. All right. <clears throat> Can I seem to move forward? You cannot walk. You feel as though you are floating in zero gravity. I will move my arms and try and push myself forward. As you attempt to swim through the air, you find yourself not really moving as you have... There's nothing to swim through. Okay, how close is the wall? It's directly behind you. Alright, so I'm gonna 
move my legs up and place them on the wall yeah. and then kick off of it. And as you effortlessly glide across the room, you keep going and you keep going. I need you to roll a dexterity saving throw. Okay. What's my dex? I have a feeling I'm going to be fine. So that was a natural one, making ah. it a three. All right. As you move forward through this narrow point in the room, you manage to smack off of both corners through the hourglass-shaped room and hit the back wall. Cool. Taking three points of bludgeoning damage as you do so. All right. And you find just to your south a yellow teleportation circle. Okay, so I'm going to grab onto the wall. Okay. Pull myself forward using the wall. Okay. Because you said it's bones, so there'd be things to grab onto in it, right? Yeah, there's plenty of things to grab onto. Get over to there where the teleportation circle is. Okay. Did it work? And as you bring yourself into the area of the teleportation circle, you vanish from your spot. Champion. And find yourself in a large room. Bringing us to Estio. Okay. Um... I'm going to move forward and kind of take a look around to see if there's any clues to where I'm going. Would you like to uh, roll a perception check to see if you recognize anything? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll perception. Fifteen. As you're looking around, you see the... You see what you have been seeing. You're surrounded by walls made of bones from various humanoid creatures, some of them with gaping jaws. You see femurs. You see humorous funny bones. You find foot bones. But there's no arrows. There's no indication. There's no signs. There's nothing that you can find that tells you where you are or where you're going. All right, I'm going to continue to go forward then. And as you step into the red transportation circle, you find yourself in the circle that you first started this adventure on. Bring us to Goji. It is now your turn. So I'm going to move forward. Hey, we've come full circle. Offer oh, once a familiar face. Thank God. I'm thinking uh, that bottom one that we went through first, probably not the right direction. Uh, I would say not. And I'm pretty certain that we all went in different directions. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, shit. Someone else. Hello. 
So I have an idea. I'm assuming I could move off my spot. If you'd like to. Okay. In the meanwhile, Atreo, you find yourself in a small room with a green transportation circle in front of you. And I presume you're going to walk into said circle. Yeah. All right. In the middle of their conversation, you pop up out of nowhere from the green circle in the same room. All right, I'm going to walk towards them. All right. For this moment, turn order is eliminated. Do as you must. Well, red clearly wasn't the right color. And clearly, whatever color we go through, we all get separated and go through this labyrinth. What if we step through holding hands? I mean, it's worth a shot. Well, that's an idea. So the question is, which color do we go through now? Because we all came back through each of the different portals. What was that? (laughs) (laughs) Flying around. (laughs) She's like a little mouse. (laughs) I'm struggling for a moment to do it. As you all stand in this room, I'd like you all to roll Arcana checks. Now to see who's the better student. Not me. I got a 26. Holy shit. I have a dirty 20. Okay. Apparently, uh, me and Heather's characters are valedictorians. I also got a 26. I got a 7. Goja is entirely distracted by the fact that they just found people. Well, anybody else, you feel a strange pulse in the air that you immediately identify as necromantic energy. Those of you that actually rolled well on your arcana checks can feel that this wave of necromantic energy has dispelled the transportation circles in the room. You no longer feel their magical auras. And from behind you, enters a humanoid figure emanating a strange red light and he addresses you hello my friends is it Waldonius make an insight check all of us anyone who wishes to identify this person Sure, I'll do that. Uh, 21. Uh, 13. 19. 19. The man you see standing before you looks very much like Waldonius. He's giving off a magical aura unlike anything you've felt from him before when you guys shared classes together. Everyone else, 
you see Waldonius, but there is another face behind his own. You cannot physically see it, but you can sense it. There is another being within this body. The man standing before you stands tall and proud with stark white hair, red robes flowing to the ground, billowing as if there is a breeze, although you feel no breeze. And the red light emanating from his body seems to be sourceless, as if power is just leaking out of his pores. In that case, I'm going to start walking over to him. Like, well, Donius, my friend, we've been looking for you. Funnily enough, I've been looking for you. Hi, Pukesy, how are you? How have you been? Oh, you know, just wandering around this place, stepping through the portals that don't work anymore for some reason. Do you know why that happened? I couldn't tell you. It huh? could because of Baal? Okay. Uh, do, you, do you know how to get out of here? Because we followed you in here. I'm... I don't know. And as he says this, you see him kind of flicking his hands around a little bit. And you hear the utterance of words beneath his own words. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. God damn it, Pukesy. Con save. That's a little bit of irony. We were supposed to find him and he found us. <laughs> Not terrible. Uh, 17. You feel a magical essence around you try to grip the cells of your body and then dissipate. You're not Waldonius. Of course I'm Waldonius. Don't, don't, don't ask those questions. I am your friend. <laughs> did, why did you try to attack me? I didn't try to attack you. Why would I try to attack you? What are you, what are you insinuating? You know, let's make this fun. Can I roll insight? Go ahead, roll insight. See. Oh, he's Waldonius. Mm. How did you roll? Seven. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, he's Waldonius. Oh, fair enough. So, I'm going to like walk up right beside him, put my hand on his shoulder. You're like, shall we try and find the exit, Waldonius? Of course, of course. Absolutely, let's find the exit. Don't think that's a good idea. Why not? Well, it's a well, perfectly you. good idea. Isn't it obvious? You know the red glow and everything. That means you know, good, right? Yeah, as completely. Much as your judgment. Yeah, made. you must be good. Yeah. <laughs> My friends, take it from Pukesy. This is a wonderful opportunity for us to grow closer. And closer. Oh, because, you know, that's all I desire is to be closer to you. That's what I just 
burning desire for that. You know, quick question, Waldonius. I point to a random, uh, I, I point to the walls. Can you tell me what kind of bone that is? Which one? I point to uh, one of the upper arm bones. I'm... I can't say for certain what kind of bone that is. It's a tiefling. I'm going to cast Tasha's hideous laughter on him. Okay, what do I need to do? You need to roll a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 13. And you needed to make a 15. It's a funny bone. And he falls prone. Laughing. And Waldonius drops to the ground, laughing his ass off. And you swear you hear the undertones of a second voice behind the laughter. That really wasn't that funny. What are you talking about? Pukesy, that was <laughs> that was amazing. A funny bone. I've never <laughs> I've never heard such a thing. What are the full effects of that spell? Okay. Must succeed a sa uh, wisdom saving throw and uh, fall prone, becoming incapacitated and unable to stand for the duration. One minute, by the way. A creature with an intelligence score of four or less is unaffected. At the end of each of its turns, it gets to make... Um, and, each, and each time it takes damage, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. The target has advantage on the saving throw if it's triggered by damage. On a success, and the wisdom is ends. Fifteen. Upon saying it's so fucking funny, he ceases to laugh and stands up, having rolled an eighteen on his second save. Uh, now would be a good time to try to, you know, stop him, guys, because he's obviously possessed. What are you talking about? I'm going to cast Shocking Grasp. You need to be within melee to cast that. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, um, I can start Scorcher then. Okay. Is that a saving throw or an attack roll? That is a dexterity saving throw. Okay. He rolled an 18. Damn. Okay. Does it say half damage on a success? Yeah, it's half as much damage on a success ball. Alright, so we'll go ahead and roll your damage. Then he will take half of it. Um, that'll be six. Uh, six points of fire damage. Okay. Half to three. All no, right. it was twelve. Oh. Okay, going forward, always tell me the full damage. Sorry. I will do Sorry. the calculations. I was doing the calculations because <laughs> I didn't know. It was 12 and I was having it to 6, so. Good. good to know. So he takes 6 that. points of fire damage. And that being said, having triggered, having proven yourselves hostile, Pukesy, you are still fairly certain that Waldonius is Waldonius. 
For your next turn, you don't know why your allies are attacking your friend. And at the end of your turn, you can roll a new insight check to see if you break this pseudo charm. Could I roll it with advantage because I was told that it's not him? No, but your DC will be lowered. (laughs) Anyway, so now we begin an actual combat round. Top of the turn order. Puxy. Your friend Waldonius has just been attacked. What are you guys doing? Stop attacking Waldonius. I'd like to roll persuasion. Go ahead and roll persuasion. Oh, of course I did. A natural 20 for 21. (laughs) You are all very swayed by the sincerity in Pukesy's voice. He genuinely believes that this is Waldonius. It has to be. This is the boy you have all been searching for. That'll that'll be my turn as I pat Waldonius's back saying, I've got your back, buddy. (laughs) All right. It is the end of your turn. I would like you to roll another insight check. As you are patting his back and you feel a very strange aura coming off of this boy's body. 16. You are beginning to question if this is Waldonius. Okay. All right. Estio, it is your turn. Pukesy has just very convincingly yelled out, Stop attacking Waldonius, it's our friend. Where am I here? Oh, I'm right there. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what to do. Am I convinced? That's up to you. Pukesy rolled very well in their persuasion check. Um... You're definitely be you're definitely having some doubts as to whether or not this you you cannot be certain that this is or isn't Waldonius. It looks like Waldonius, albeit altered. I'm gonna roll uh insight on that. You wanna roll okay. Go ahead and roll insight. Okay. Um I got seven. You believe Pukesy. And now you believe that, yeah, this this is Waldonius. He's a little weird, but you found your friend. All right. Um, well, we're all going to die today. <laughs> yeah, looking that way. Yeah. Estio, you believe that this is Waldonius standing in front of you. Do you wish to do anything with your turn? Uh, I'm going to take a couple steps forward. And... Look upon my friend and be like, Hey, sorry about the fire. You just seem a little off today. And I'll be on my turn. Perfect. Alright. Goji, you're up. Probably uh, roll insight as well to see whether or not how uh, convincing that argument was for me. Okay. 
Um, I rolled a nat one. Perfect. Oh, well. So you thoroughly believe this is Waldonius. <laughs> My apologies, uh, Waldonius. I didn't mean to strike you. It's, this place is, uh, has us on edge. Go up and uh, give him a hug to greet him that we found him. All right. And is that what you're going to do with your turn? Uh, I'll take an extra dash to move it and close to give. Like I said, give him a glad that we found. Okay. And will that end your turn? Yeah, well, in my turn. Okay. So Waldonius stands in front of you. (laughs) My friends, I'm so glad you found me down here. And I'm so glad (sighs) that you believe me. And when I came down here, originally I was, honestly, I was looking for my quill. But while I was here, I heard a voice, a a source, something that would help me with my studies and and help me grow more powerful. But this being that has given me extra knowledge It doesn't trust you. You didn't believe me when I showed up. I did. Goji and Estio need you to make dexterity saving throws. As Baldonius casts the dragon breath. 11. 14. You both take seven points of lightning damage as he opens his mouth and bolts of lightning and crackling electrical energy release from his mouth. And as soon as he finishes that, he grabs Pukesy by the shoulder and teleports across the room in a puff of smoke. Come, Pukesy. <laughs> you... You're clearly my only friend here. Treo, it's your turn. Um, so do I believe that he is, um, a friend still? Roll insight with advantage because of turn order and you just saw Waldonius unleash hell on two of your friends. How do I do advantage again? Just roll twice and pick the higher. Uh, 24. Holy shit, she beat your persuasion. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> At this point, you are thoroughly convinced this is not Waldonius, or if it is, it is some bastardization of the friend you once had. Alright. Can I... want to... How do I measure how far they are? Uh, there's a little ruler tool. Kind of looks like a comb. Alright, so... Can I use Earthbind on him? What is the range? 300 feet. Then, yeah. <laughs> You're 25 feet away. I think a 300 foot range is somewhere within yeah. that. Yeah. So, he will have to make a strength saving throw. Oh, because wizards are so good at strength. (laughs) Give me a second here. Woo! 
an eight minus one seven. I don't think it passes. No, I'm fairly confident that failed. Yeah. All right. When what are the effects? So I choose one creature within the range. Um, yellow strips of magical energy loop around the creature. They must succeed on a strength saving throw. If it's flying. Um, just keep on talking about flight. Earthbind. Choose one creature you can see within range. Yellow strips of magical energy loop around the creature. The target must succeed on a strength saving throw or its flying speed, if any, is reduced to zero feet for the spell's duration. An airborne creature affected by the spell safely descends at 60 feet per second until it reaches the ground or the spell ends. So basically, you have prevented Waldonius from flying by casting this spell. Or moving, because it says reduced to zero feet it's flying or is it speed. just flying it's flying speed is reduced to zero he is no longer able to fly if he is able to <laughs> all right you don't know could have been a safe bet anything else you'd like to do with your turn uh no okay bring us back to the top of the turn order pukesy okay you're up so Oh, uh, one thing. I was going through my sheet earlier, and because of the feat that it gave me, I'm supposed to have an extra cantrip, and it never gave it to me. Oh, all right. So I'm, I'm just, yeah. So I'm using that to use this cantrip. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna cast friends. Friends on, is a cantrip. I believe so. Yep. So I have advantage on charisma checks. Towards Waldonius. Hmm. Hey, hey, everybody! We're all friends here. Let's stop attacking each other. And I'm, I'm gonna roll persuasion. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Go ahead. And I have advantage. And you have advantage. Go ahead and roll persuasion to calm right. everyone down. Uh, what is my persuasion? Nineteen. Not bad. Okay. Anything else for your turn? Uh, nope. It lasts for a minute, and then once it's done, uh, he might. If he's prone to violence, he's probably going to attack me. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, that'll that'll do it. As I just pat pat him on the back again, trying to calm everybody down. Uh, who were you directing the friend's cantrip at? Uh, Waldonius, because he was like. To yep. attack two people. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. All right. Estio, you're up. You just got bazapped by Waldonius. While Pukesy is really trying to convince everybody to just stop fighting. Um, I'm going to cast False Life. Okay. On myself. Yep. I believe that gives you some extra hit points. Uh, yeah, I kind of need it. Okay. I gain 1d4 plus 4 temporary hit points for the duration. Okay. So do I have to roll a d4 still? Yep. Roll the d4 and then add 4 to it. I got 6. 
All right, six in total. Put that under your temporary hit points. And whenever you take damage, you take them away from your temporary before you take them away from your regular. Okay. Anything else you'd like to do with your turn? Could I try to persuade Pixie to not trust Waldonius? Go ahead. Tell me how you're going to do it, though. And then I'll have you roll persuasion. I'm going to blatantly point out the red light that's emanating around him. And then I'm assuming we can hear the undertone of the other voice. Yeah. it's. I'm going to point that out. And I'm assuming we all know Adonius pretty well that he doesn't usually act like this. So I'm going to point out all those obvious characteristics. Okay. Go ahead and roll persuasion. Twelve. Okay. Anything else for your turn? No, that's it. All right, Goji, you are up. Feeling a little sparkly right now. Oof. I am going to move uh, 25 feet to next. Odonius, not Odonius. And I'm going to use a vampiric touch. Go for it. Roll to attack. And this dice is retired. A nat one. Giving me eight. That does not hit. And I'm going to use a bonus action and cast. Never actually read it properly. Cast as a bonus action Dragon's Breath on me. So on my next turn, I can use my action to breathe a fire. I'll breathe a cold. All right. Anything else for your turn? Nope, that should be it. All right. Bring us back to Waldonius. My friends, you have to listen to Pukesie. Look at him. Pukes. What a funny name. Why wouldn't you want to believe someone with a funny name? Oh. And, uh, yeah, he's going to turn. He's going to step upwards just a little bit so that he doesn't accidentally hit Pukes. And he's going to fire two Eldritch Blasts at Atreyu. Wow. What the fuck? All right. A two and a four. So a 10 and a 12 to hit. No. All right. So both of those will miss you as you see two bright red beams of energy just kind of fly by you, narrowly missing your head. That is going to end his turn. Atreyu, you're up. I don't know what I just did. Um, I am going to cast Witch Bolt at him. Go ahead and roll to attack. Shit. I don't do math after like 8 o'clock. You're going to have a hard time on this podcast. Yeah, uh, 24. You rolled a 24 to hit? I use a 20, right? Holy shit. And I have a spell attack bonus. Yes, yes. It's just an impressive roll. All right, yeah, yeah, that definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. All right. 
so I do a 1d12. Uh, seven. Alright, so seven points of lightning damage, and you are now maintaining concentration on that spell. Anything else for your turn? Uh, no. Alright. Back to the top of the turn order. Pukes, your friends just keep going after him, and he keeps attacking your other friends, and it's just... Whose side are you on right now? I, I don't know, but we're gonna roll insight to find out. Good. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was a natural two for a total of three. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> you are still absolutely on Waldonius's side. And as far as you're concerned, he's attacking the others out of self-defense. He is. I, I don't know why they would do this to him. He's your friend. You guys have known each other since you were five. So he's a little glowy. Big deal. Okay. This is, yeah, let's do this. So, just gonna, you guys, stop! And I'm gonna cast me. Oh, <laughs> no, he's not. Cast <laughs> himself out of the chat. <laughs> he's so That's convinced great. that he has not, to leave. I'm gonna cast quit. <laughs> GTFO. Oh, look, he's back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Discord just, like, shit the bed on me for some reason. No, no, no. You cast your stuff out of here. It's okay. Yeah, you cast Force Quit. <laughs> yeah. So, where, where did I uh, leave off? I stop as I cast. Magic Missile. One of each of them. Oh, nice. All right, roll your damage. Oh, shit. Since All Magic right, Missile so just hits. We'll start with... We'll, we'll just go down the turn order, because I don't remember people's names. So All right, set. first up would be Estio. Uh, four points. You take four points. Next is Goji. Five points. You take five points, and... <sighs> I always forget your goddamn name. Atreyu. Five more points. And five <laughs> points against you. As a green bolt of energy fires out from pukes at each of you hitting you in the chest like just just a hard punch like your bullies back at it will that end your turn pukes yeah i don't really think there's much else i can do right now so all right bringing it to you sdo okay i am going to move to here and i'm going to cast I'm going to cast Burning Hands, to which everybody in a 15-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. In what direction? It doesn't say. In, in what direction are you casting it? Oh, I'm casting it at Wadonius. Like, okay. I'm assuming that's... Yeah. All right. The word of the day is friendly fire. Okay, yeah. Um, because it's oh, I'm a, going on a suicide mission now, guys. So yeah, because it's a cone. Because it's a cone. Here's the fun part. Does it hit everyone? Kind of. 
it would originate from in front of her. This is the cone. Because it originates in front of her, I will have Pukes and Goji roll their deck saves, but roll at advantage as you are only just on the outer edge of this cone, thanks to the angling. Whereas Waldonius is caught right in the middle of it. Wow, Waldonius rolled a natural five with his decks. That is a seven. Waldonius fails epically. Natural 20 for 22, because apparently I can roll these when it doesn't matter. Ah. 11. All right, Goji definitely fails. Puke says is a success, though. Okay, that is uh, 13 points of fire damage. All right, so Pukes, you take six points of fire damage. And Waldonius and Goji take 13. Anything else for your turn? Uh, no, that's it. I can't think of anything clever to say at the All moment. Right. Bringing us back to Goji. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and breathe a, a cone of uh, a dragon's breath of cold onto him. Okay. Uh, what is that, a deck save? That is indeed a deck save, yes. How's an eight do? An eight fails. Okay. Out of curiosity, is that going to hit... Uh, Pukesy as well, since it's through technically all in a, in a square. Uh, your dragon's breath is also a cone, yes? Yes. Yeah, Pukesy, roll dex at advantage, because once again, you're caught on the outer edge of a cone. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> the way we're positioned. <laughs> no, I don't have to roll a second time. I'm just glad I'm outside the Natural 20 little again. area. Uh-huh. Yeah, because this cone would look like that. That's that's going to be another natural 20. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. Hey, uh... Three... Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong one. Hold on, here, uh, here we are. Um, oh, yeah, 3d6. And that is 14 points of uh, cold damage. All right. And he loses his concentration on his dragon's breath. Anything else for your turn? Um, nope, I'm going to stay right where I'm at. All right, bringing us to Waldonius. My friends, why, why are you, why, why are you hurting me? I'm, I'm... I'm not the enemy here. I swear, I'm not the enemy. And he's going to use his bonus action to Misty Step. Away from you all, because fuck you. What is the distance on that? 30 feet. And he Misty Steps behind Atreyu. And standing behind her, he casts Shadow Blade. No, he can't. That's a bonus action. Give me two seconds here. Huh, he could do this. He casts Flaming Sphere. 
directly in front of you, Atreyu. So what do I have to do? Uh, let me reread this real quick. You pray. <laughs> Nothing right now. As he's already used his bonus action. And you got to wait. It is now your turn. All right. So because he moved, do I still have my concentration for Witchbolt on him? Your concentration on Witchbolt still exists. Okay. So I could use it again because it's still there. Do I roll it a disadvantage because it's not ranged? Um, I think it works differently. Give me two seconds. Because I think once you've already made the hit and have the connection on it. Nope. You just deal the damage if you want to burn your action to do so. All right. I will. You initially landed it. You you maintain your concentration, which keeps the bolt on him. And then on every subsequent turn, as long as you have concentration... You can use your action to just deal the damage. Okay. Seven. Seven points of damage. All right. Concentration check on the sphere. He beats it. He maintains his concentration. Anything else for your turn? No. All right. Ending your turn, standing next to the flaming sphere. You take three points of fire damage. Top of the turn order. Pukes. Yeah, one second. There's there's one. Okay. <clears throat> well, Pukes is very disappointed in his friends right now. <laughs> Came all the way here to find Waldonius. We found him and they just attack him. He's so he mad, wants... he's disappointed. Right. So he wants to teach at least two of them a lesson while protecting his friends, his friend. So he's going to Thunderstep. Nice. To here. And in doing so, I need the two next to me. Goji and uh, Estio. To make constitution saving throws. I'm glad I took that... Uh... I'm assuming I fail. It's an eight. Ooh. Oh, wait. Uh, Yeah, that's an eight. Okay, John, you can suck this. I got a natural 20. So making it 26. You needed 28. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hell of a spell save. Yeah. All right, so you only take half damage. Oh, God. So that's going to be 28 points of damage. Good golly damn. Two so, tens and an eight. So Estio takes 28 points of thunder damage. Goji, you take 14. And I fall to the ground unconscious. And I'm dead. All right, you're both <sighs> unconscious now. I'm at negative one. Uh, right. yeah. Will that end your turn, Pukes? <sighs> yep. Okay. At the start of your turn, STO, I need you to roll a death saving throw, which means you need to roll a d20. A 10 or higher is a success. A 9 or lower is a failure. 
17. All right, mark one success on your death saves ticker. Okay. All right, Goji. Same deal, death save. 19. That is a success. Good job. It's now Waldonius's turn. <laughs> my friends. Oh, my friends. So wonderful to have you all here again. As a bonus action, he takes the flaming sphere and rams it through the bodies of Goji and Estio. I believe a hit counts as two death saves. Just one. Just one? Yep. If you a take crit. damage, you fail one. Yep. Okay. So you both take one failure on your death saves. <laughs> and the flaming sphere is now sitting next to you, slowly cooking your bodies. Lovely. And I believe that was his bonus action. Yes, that was his bonus action. For his action, he's going to cast Mage Armor on himself and end his turn there. Atreyu, you're up. So, for my action, going to um, deal damage with a Witch Bolt. Okay, go ahead and roll. 11. Holy fuck. Okay. And then, um, I want to use my, can I use, um, a second concentration thing at the same time? No, if you cast another spell that requires concentration, it will cancel Witch Bolt. You can All right, so. You have one concentration spell active at a time. That's, can I move away for if... my bonus? Your movement is your movement. Okay. It doesn't count as an action or a bonus action. However, the rules on movement are, if you're within melee of an enemy, you can expend all of your movement to move five feet away and not trigger an attack of opportunity. However, if you move more than five feet away from an enemy, you will trigger an attack of opportunity if they choose to take it. All right. So going to move five feet. So I'm guessing that's one square? One square. All right. All right. That's all I'm going to do. Okay. Pukes, you're up. Well. Go ahead and now roll insight at advantage. After watching the flaming sphere you know is controlled by Waldonius get sent through the lifeless bodies of your friends. Come on! <laughs> A one and a four. <laughs> or a total of five. Five was the DC. After everything he has done, five was your DC. You no longer trust Waldonius. So I'm going to turn to him. So this power is giving you all this extra power. Is there any way I could get in on that? Absolutely. Fair enough. I'm going to cast Fireball right in the middle of all of them. 
So it hits all of them and not us. Okay. Um, uh, okay, Atreyu, you need to make a deck saving throw. Goji and Estio, you both automatically take one failure on your death saves. Better than risking rolling to roll one, I guess. Go ahead and roll damage, my good friend. <laughs> Got a 13. Oh, uh, you needed a, 15. That is a failure. You'll be taking full damage on this. <laughs> now I want to roll high, so I probably won't. <laughs> I lied. 10, 15, 21, 25, 29, 32. 32 what? points of fire damage. What? 32 points of fire damage. Uh-huh. So I'm at um, negative 24. <laughs> okay. Uh, Estio and Goji, are you keeping track of how far negative you've gone? Uh, yeah. I'm two fails and one success. I'm in your HP. Oh, uh, nope. that was... I've been keeping it at zero because <laughs> I figured it didn't matter. <laughs> yep. What's your uh, total HP, Estio? What's your max? 27. Your max is not 27. My hit point max is 27. And after taking on that fucking spider, he knocked me down to 10, so I didn't have much coming in. Okay, Estio is dead dead. Yeah. Um, I figured I was dead dead. After exceeding your max hit point in the negative... That thoroughly kills you. Your oh, body yeah. is now lifeless, charred, and smoking. Oh well, yeah, I kind of already figured that. So, Goji, how far negative are you? Um, that depends. How much damage did I take from the, when you hit me with that uh, flaming sphere? Uh, it was only three. I'm at negative thirty-nine. And what Adam. is your max? 45. Okay, so you you still have some gumption left. Pukes, will that end your turn? Yep. Alright, Estio, I need you to roll a death saving throw. What's the fucking point? I'm already dead. Oh yeah, no, you're... <laughs> Not Estio. No Estio's saving from that. Dead. <laughs> like... Estio's dead dead. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 this is what I get for having two E characters, Estio and Atreo. Goji, death saving throw. Uh, a two. You fail. That's third. That's three. Yep, I'm dead. That's three failures. Goji is now dead, and with the flaming sphere still sitting next to Estio and Goji's body, it continues to bake them to a crispy black goodness. Well, at least I have some apple flavor in me. Bring it to Waldonius. Oh my god. <laughs> That's right, you have fucking baked apples in your pockets. Yeah, yeah, I just got some extra flavor. Well, with Waldonius' bonus action, he's going to pull the flaming sphere back towards Atreus' body. And slam it into her body, causing an instant <laughs> failure in damage. How much damage? 
Dealing six. Dealing six points of fire damage and an instant failure on your death saves. Nice. How far negative are you? Negative 30. I have 44 total hit points. Okay. And with his action, he is going... <laughs> he's going to throw two Eldritch Blasts at you. <laughs> he misses. Wow, you basically just set this up to, like, TPKS. <laughs> A little bit. No! Uh, John did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that helped, the too. 16 to hit and a 15 to hit. Ah. What is your AC? Oh, they both hit. It's 13. You... Die. Die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead, dead. This is Waldonia. Yeah, at that point, that's, that's two separate hits against you. You are dead, dead. All of your death saves are gone. As Waldonius pulls one hand back, bringing the flaming sphere through Goji and Estio's bodies, just tearing them apart in flames, slamming it into Atreyu's body, baking it in place. He raises the other hand and looses two bright red Eldritch Blasts from his hand, which swing in opposite directions, sandwich around <clears throat> Atreyu's head, slamming into it and causing it to implode. He turns... To you, Pukes. Can you teach me that? <laughs> My god. I can teach you anything. As long as you are willing to follow. The Fiend. Yeah, sounds good takes to me. You by, he takes you by the shoulder. And you are both wreathed in black and red flames, and you feel yourself falling and falling until you eventually land in what you believe to be the Nine Hells. Hmm. And that is where we will end. Where's Waldonius? <laughs> Lovely. Yay! Sorry, guys. No. Not really. <laughs>